You are now listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. Hello and welcome to this week eight episode of LFL Talk. I'm your host, Adri Mallows. Joining me, as always, is my amazing co-host, Marcus Henson. How are you, sir? I am very good, especially the fact that the sun is shining. It is a beautiful day out here. Perfect weather conditions to talk about football. It's a beautiful day in the Hamptons. <laughs> if only we were in the Hamptons. Unfortunately, we're in uh, not so sunny. Well, actually, it's been quite sunny today. Beautiful Buckinghamshire. And remind me where you are again. I'm now in Surrey. Ooh, sunny Surrey. Mm, just rolls off the tongue. Sitting in sunny Surrey also rolls off the tongue. But anyway, join us when we come back for our roundup of this week's game between Atlanta and Omaha. How does an athlete reach the pinnacle of the LFL? Performance training. Focus. Yet ever active. In their community. Film study. Practice. In superb condition. Leading a healthy lifestyle. I'm an LFL athlete. It's now time for our game review. Atlanta versus Omaha. Atlanta's first home game of the season. Well, first game of the season. Marcus, my good man, what did you make of it? Uh, Well, not sure if it's a game review or a complete and utter drubbing review. Well, we should probably try and keep it a little bit professional. So let's stick with game review, shall we? (laughs) All right. I mean, to be fair, you have to credit Atlanta. Atlanta came out and they just dominated all the phases of the ball. Yeah, I mean, you only have to look at Dakota's stats. I mean, seven passing touchdowns, a new record for the LFL of touchdowns in a game. I'm pretty confident that she also shares that record with one of her idols, Peyton Manning, who also threw seven touchdowns in a game, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. Also, look at the fact that the Atlanta defense, I mean, the power they sort of forced upon Omaha. Omaha had about 30 yards total going into the half when we looked at the fact that Atlanta had 42 points at the half. I mean, they had more points than the other team had yardage. Can we just put that into perspective? Yeah, I think we can. I mean, yeah, that's a little bit crazy to have more points than uh, the other team has yardage. But I think... Obviously, Atlanta, we knew we were going to come out all guns blazing. They weren't going to take it easy because it was Omaha. We were hoping for more from Omaha, and we're going to catch up with one of their players in a second. But before we do, I just want to give a quick shout out to a uh, lineman, line woman, who actually caught her first touchdown this week. And that was our guest from last week, Dina Wojowski. Congratulations, Dina. We look forward to seeing that celebration. But let us move on. And helping us with our game review is wide receiver for the Omaha Heart, Lindsay Noble. Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Hey, guys. Now, as this is your first time on the show, please can you advise our listeners a little about your background and how you became involved with the LFL? I became involved with the LFL uh, during Omaha's inaugural season. I think it was four years ago now. I was the quarterback for two years and took a season off last year and then came back this year and playing wide receiver. Now, you mentioned that you played quarterback and that first stint at Omaha ended with a bad injury. How has that healed up and, and was they the reasons that you've come back playing wide receiver this year? 
Yeah, I did have a bad injury the first season in our game against Jacksonville. I tore my ACL and my meniscus. And that healed up fine. I'm doing knock on wood better than ever. Um, and no, that actually isn't part of why I'm playing wide receiver. Wide receiver's always been kind of my key position and my strongest position, but at the time, I guess with the team that we had back then, it just fit best to have me at quarterback and to have some other people at receiver. It fit better for our offensive scheme. So now I'm a little more comfortable at my position and it fits me a lot better. And I guess as that's the position you initially were hoping to play, I take it that meant that the transition has been relatively smooth between quarterback and receiver. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I started out at receiver um, ended up kind of falling into the quarterback position and now I'm back kind of more in my comfort zone and where I want to be. And mention about where you want to be. Um, of course, that's derived from your, your coaching staff and Omaha has a new set of coaching staff this year. Now, how do they differ from um, the coaches you had in your first time at the heart? Just a completely different atmosphere and environment and mindset from the get-go. It was a lot more high intensity and just um, I guess pushing us really to be our best. Everything about this coaching staff and this team this year is different. We call ourselves Heart 2.0, you know, because we're we're a different version of of the team last year, and we're we're pushing the reset button and and turning things around from last year. And you certainly did. As your first game this year was a win against the rookie New England Liberty. Did that give the team confidence going into this game against Atlanta? Definitely. I mean, anytime you win a game, your confidence is going to go up, especially when you obviously hadn't won a game at all uh, the, pre- the previous season. So yeah, that definitely boosted our confidence going into Atlanta. Unfortunately, I've got to actually bring us on to that Atlanta game now. And in your own words, uh, where would you say that this game was uh, won and lost? Uh, there's so much about this game. I mean, there, we could definitely make up a lot of excuses as far as the size difference between Atlanta and ourselves. Um, key injuries from the very first play on. We had one girl break an ankle and we had several girls with stitches. So we had people playing in different positions they weren't quite used to from the get-go. But at the end of the day, those are just kind of excuses. Really, the bottom line is we didn't execute um, and Atlanta did execute and we missed assignments. We weren't able to pull it all together the way that we had hoped we would. To finish off the interview, we would like to ask you some fun, quick-fire questions, if that's okay. Okay. I think the first one you may have already answered, but which position do you prefer, wide receiver or quarterback? I prefer wide receiver, definitely. Ah, see, we started you off with a nice, easy one, so I'm going to crank it up a notch. Which teammate has the best game day war paint? That would be Shay, for sure. She's always got it going on. What music is on your pre-game playlist? My pre-game playlist always has Eminem on it. Who is your favorite actor or actress? Oh, man. I'm going to go with Angelina Jolie. And I think Salt, she's a total badass in. Good choices there. Both with uh, Eminem, that's definitely a, a great way to get yourself amped up before any game. For sure. Who would you say is your biggest inspiration? Uh, My biggest inspiration, probably just my family in general. Now, what advice would you give to any other young women out there wanting to play American football? The advice I would give is if it's something that you want to do, go for it. Work hard and anything can happen. That's the end of the interview but before we go Lindsay we would like to give you the mic for a 10 second shout out so you can use it to acknowledge fans thank coaches or even if you wanted to talk smack about your next opponents that the mic is yours 
All right. So I just want to say thanks to all the fans out there, everyone who watches Omaha, and to my coaches and my teammates and the whole entire league for the opportunity. On behalf of myself, Marcus, and all of our listeners, thank you for coming on the show today, Lindsay. It's been a real pleasure. You got it. And same to you guys. Thank you. Follow your favorite LFL players and teams and receive breaking news stories. Like the LFL's official Twitter page, twitter.com slash myLFL. This is Sage Steinmetz from the Seattle Miss, and you're listening to LFL Talk with Adri and Marcus. LFL Mobile, giving you access to the gridiron goddesses of the LFL with exclusive photos, videos, live game reporting, and fan promotions. LFL Mobile, download on your Android or iPhone. Time for that part of the show when we look at the next game coming up in this week's matchups. We've got LA coming into Austin Western matchup. What do you think, Adri? Well, firstly, I want to start off with a few keys for LA. And my first one is going to be get Lily Granson more involved. I want to see Lily up near that line of scrimmage so she can blow up the Austin running game and spy on to Shea Winfrey. Give Lily the chance to make some plays. That's what I want to see. I may even start a campaign. Hashtag free Lily. We'll see what happens with that. But anyway, (laughs) keep Michelle Marshall's production limited. That's another key for me. And I hate to say it. We got to start Kiara Patterson in this game. Get the team rolling on offense. Get that score rolling from the start and expect to see a lot of Naz Johnson. What do you think Austin need to do, Marcus? I mean, for me, Austin really is invariably trying to keep control of the ball because the fact is they need to try and grind down the uh, the LA defense. It's a good defense. It really is. And not only that, is you're keeping the ball, more importantly, away from um, LA and Kiara Patterson. And the fact is, I think that she's got some real talent uh, throwing the football. We saw some really good deep passing on the last game uh, against Dallas. And really, that's where they're weakest in my books for Austin. So definitely, they don't want to expose that weakness. Um, so therefore, the only way to do that is really control the ball, get T-Shay uh, to... Run with the ball if you need to. You know, don't make her force any stupid throws. But to help look ahead to the game, please welcome to the show all-star wide receiver for the LA Temptation, Cynthia Schmidt. Welcome to the show, Cynthia. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No, it's our pleasure. But as you are a new guest on our show, we were wondering if you could let the listeners out there know how and why you got involved in the LFL. This is my fourth season. Uh, it was actually in 2011 or 12 when I saw it on MTV2. And at that time, I'm from Indiana, so I was back on Indiana. And I had played in a different league. But then I saw the LFL on TV, and I just told myself I have to play in that league. Like, that's the highest level that we can play at. And so the following year, I couldn't make the task that, um, because of, like, try. I was in the military, and so I had, like, training and stuff, and they just wouldn't work out so I couldn't make it. So 2013, I narrowed it down to Vegas or Chicago, and I decided to out for Vegas. So I showed up to try out, and the rest is history. Now, you mentioned there that you were in the military. Have you found that your time in the forces has helped with playing such a high-disciplined sport as football? Oh, yeah, definitely. Discipline was exactly what I was going to say. Um, it plays a huge role in it, just as far as discipline and, and hard work and commitment. 
And of course, that hard work and commitment paid off because, of course, just this offseason, you got to go to the All-Star game. How was that experience? Oh, that was, it was an amazing experience. Like, I was fortunate enough to go with Minnie, you know, for Dallas. Um, I was fortunate enough to go with her to do the press tour in October. So we got to experience it twice. Kind of, and, and it was just an awesome experience. The fans out there are crazy. They, they really loved us a lot. And how did that come about? How did you get picked as one of the press ambassadors for the All-Star game? I have no idea. <laughs> I was, you know, I got an email and asked if I would be available and that I'd been chosen. And of course I said yes. Well, I'm sure it's probably because you're very popular on social media from what we've seen. (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) I'm sure that has its ups and its downs, though. Uh, Yeah, it does. Hopefully ups. On to this season now. And you've had two closely run games, one in your favour and uh, one against. How has the performances affected the team? Definitely. um, Losing to Seattle was a huge wake up call and, and we know that we have all the talent team to, to beat them and, and so it's definitely made us work harder um, during practice and whatnot to come back because I mean, of course we plan on making the playoffs and we're going to see Seattle again so we'll be ready for it. And, and moving on to this week's game of course taking those lessons and, and like say upping your game how has that sort of gone into the preparation to take on Austin? We're definitely ready for them we know what we have to do and we've made a few adjustments, so we're just like, I mean, we're going a month without playing, you know, like Kilda, so we're just, we're ready to go, like, we're still ready to play them, and we know what we got to do. This is the first time this season we see LA on the road. Does that phase you or the team at all, being away from home? Oh, no, not at all. I mean, I think for us playing home or away, we're still going to go out and play our best to do what we got to do. Well, you'll be happy to know that's the awkward questions out of the way. We're going to move on to now, finish the interview with some fun, light heart questions, if you're ready. Yay! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! I like the enthusiasm. Okay. I like fun. Okay. <laughs> what is your favourite food or drink? Sushi. <laughs> nice, healthy choice there. Sushi and red wine. <laughs> I guess red wine in small doses can be a little healthy. Always good. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. How many hours a week do you work out? How many hours a week? Ooh, I train Monday through Friday. Um, hit or miss, maybe a day or two. So and I'm usually there for about um, an hour and a half. So, I don't know, anywhere between 8 and 12. You know, group practices or sometimes we'll go out and out. You know, I like to stay Woo, that's a lot of time, but it pays off. It definitely does. And then that way I can still eat what I want. <laughs> What would be your ultimate day trip? Oh, that's a good question. Anywhere in the world can be as crazy as Anywhere you want. Anywhere in the world? I'll go to Bora Bora. <laughs> Bora Bora, and, I like uh, that. Yeah. There's one place on my on my list of places to go. It's definitely at the top. Where is your favourite place to unwind after a tough day at the office? I would say probably by my pool. Okay, this is a tough one. I might put you in favour with someone, but which teammate would you say is best to get stuck in an elevator with? <laughs> Wouldn't be best to be stuck in an elevator with. Oh, choose just one. Just the the person who, if you get stuck in that situation, would be the perfect help for it. Lot. Um, 
probably tie. I think we have, yeah. I'll probably say tie. Or Mo is a tough one. That's who I narrowed it down to. <laughs> well, I suppose you'd have Ty to keep you entertained and then Mo to help you get out of the fix. Is that about right? Actually, it'd be the other way around. You know, Ty used to be a mechanic. <laughs> well, that's also true, actually, or yeah. Electrical engineer, electrical engineer, sorry. Electrician, that's what she was, an electrician. So I think that she could definitely get us out. Mo, we would probably be stuck in there all day. <laughs> we wouldn't care. <laughs> I know who I want to get stuck in a lift with now. <laughs> What is the worst practice forfeit or penalty you have had to do? We usually get penalized as a whole. If we if we mess up and we have, like we we drop balls or whatnot, we do our we do our up downs as a whole at the end of practice. So we we're always doing some kind of conditioning at the end of practice. But like during practice I would say the most frustrating one was I had to catch a tennis ball almost all practice, so that was not exciting because <laughs> it was definitely different. But instead of when we ran routes instead of the ball, I was throwing the tennis ball. So that was a little bit of a punishment for dropping balls the previous practice. Wowzers. Well, speaking of punishment, this punishment, as far as the interview, it is over. You can relax. <laughs> However, we always, part of these interviews, you know what? The listeners want to hear from you, the player. So we always give you the mic for 10 seconds to have a shout out at the end of the interview. Could be to your friends, your family, could be to the fans, or maybe even if you fancy, you could talk a little trash to Austin. So the mic is okay. now yours. Um, so I just want to say thanks to all my friends and family out there, all the support from everyone. Um, and we definitely look forward to kicking ass and awesome this weekend. So Make sure you catch it the following week on YouTube. That's it all done. So on behalf of myself, Adri, and all of our listeners, I want to say a big thank you to you, Cynthia, for being on our show. Thank you so much for having me. The world's fastest growing sport arrives to YouTube. Legends Football League. Break their confidence. Keep breaking their confidence. They've got nothing. They want to brawl. They don't want to play football. Intensity. Beauty. Subscribe to this channel and gain access into locker rooms inside the huddle. Get to know your favorite players. The one thing I want to do is just make everyone happy. Give 100%. And full-length games in high definition. Subscribe and never miss out on LFL Action. Spanhead Productions are a small, independent sound recording company based in rural Hertfordshire. We specialise in creating content for all your podcasting needs, whether it be field recordings, fox pops, or capturing the atmosphere during social events. Editing is a very time-consuming job, so Spanhead Productions are on hand to take away some of the burden for you. Just advise us on how you'd like your content to sound, and we will do the rest. We can even help you design and manage a website for your podcast too. Visit us now, spanheadproductions.com. Weebly.com. That's spamheadproductions.weebly.com. As always, now we finish off the show with our predictions for this game coming up Los Angeles versus Austin. And to break the chain, I think I'm going to go first this week, Marcus. What sayest thou? What are you doing to me? Uh, uh, this is an institution. I go first, is it not? Well, normally it is, but I like to mix things up, you know, a little bit of the old rope-a-dope, 
So uh, with that said, rather than breaking out any more stupid oh, puns he- that make no sense, I'm going to dive right in and give my prediction of LA 35, Austin 12. Marcus. Okay. Okay. Fair play. I mean, I can't really disagree with you that much because it's sort of much in the same vein as my prediction, which is LA 28, Austin 6. Uh, I just don't see Austin being able to keep the ball. Like I said, the key to the game is them to keep the ball away from LA, and I just don't think they'll be able to do that through four quarters. I mean, what what do you really see? I mean, that's quite a, a hefty chunk for LA. Yeah, I just think for me, it's gonna, they're going to dominate possession. I think they're going to be able to move the ball, and I think that they're going to know the keys. Let's not forget you've got an All Pro and Hall of Famer in Mo Gax in that LA defense. Not to mention like Sir Quincy Hewitt up front as well. And of course, Megan Hansen on that D line. So it's just going to be they're going to try and contain Tiche, and they're going like I say they're going to they've got the corners to lock down Michelle Marshall. Um, I still think Austin will score, but you know I kind of want to see Austin do something. But at the same time, LA are my team, so you know I have to stick by them. This game is in Austin. It's the first time LA will find themselves on the road. They've had two very close games at home, so I'd like to ha- actually see how they handle the road. And also, it's quite a key game for LA because we were working out uh, last week when I was chatting to our good friend Colton that if Austin win this game, say goodbye to the playoffs, LA. Yikes. That's a lot of pressure. But I think they can handle it. Now, all that remains is for me to thank both of our guests, Cynthia Schmidt and Lindsay Noble, our producer, Mark Taylor from Spamhead Productions, my amazing co-host... Marcus Henson. Remember to stay up to date with all of the latest news and articles from around the league by visiting lfl360.com. And of course, if you want to listen to any of our past shows or if you want to listen to just the player interviews, go to lfltalk.com. And until next time, football fans, stay safe, take care, and thanks for stopping by. 